Welcome to the Catholic Foodie Show on You Supported Real Life Radio. I'm your host, Jeff Young. And uh, today we are talking, uh, well, we're going to be talking about a few different things, but uh, primarily about funky food. Funky food. <laughs> funky food combinations. You know, I, I sent out a little message yesterday on all my social uh, network platforms, uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and uh, primarily those, uh, those three, and received a ton of responses. I was asking, you know, the question was, uh, the question was, um, what, what, what are your favorite funky food combinations? You know, those things that you perhaps that you, you, at first glance, at least they don't go together. They don't go together at all. And, uh, some folks you're afraid you may not even mention this to people that you know, because you don't want them to think that you are strange and bizarre <laughs> because you, uh, you, you, <laughs> You like something that is, well, strange and bizarre. So we'll be talking funky foods. And why did this even occur to me? You know, I really can't, I can't tell you. I, I, I don't know why. I know that there are a few things that we like that uh, may be classified as uh, funky foods, but not, not, not a hundred percent. I'll just give you an example. One that you're probably going to hear this and think, well, that, that's not funky. What, what's wrong with that? Uh, but bananas and peanut butter, you know, that's something that uh, at first glance, I know uh, for myself, uh, I never really put those two things together, but my wife loves bananas with peanut butter and my children do as, as well. So that's not too funky. Uh, but I, I tell you what's really funny, really, really funny. Uh, after I made the, you know, I posted this, uh, this image uh, on again, Facebook, Twitter, and, uh, and Instagram, Yesterday, I received a ton of feedback. I really did. A lot of folks. Uh, <laughs> and I'm going to go through some of that with you. I want to share with you some of the uh, the responses that I got on Funky Foods. And <clears throat> I'll, I'll tell you this: uh, some some of the some of what you're going to hear, you might think the same thing that I, I thought. You know, well, that's not too funky. What's what's uh, what's so crazy about that? You know that that makes sense to me. And then uh, other other suggestions you're going to hear, and you're going to go, "Ooh, like you you would eat that? <laughs> really? Uh, oh no! <laughs> I had a ball last night uh, reading through some of the responses, and and I did have one person who who called me and left voice feedback. I'm so excited about that. I get to share some of that with you today. And I also, if you uh, were listening yesterday, I tried to share with you some feedback I got from Angela Cialana a couple of months ago. And this is something that I did share on the Catholic Foodie Podcast before there was even a Catholic Foodie show on Real Life Radio. Um, and I want to share with you again, again, you know, yesterday I mentioned this, I wanted to share it primarily as an example to so that you can see uh, how this works. You know, someone calls in, leaves me uh, a voice message, I can play it on the show. And, and I think it's entertaining for other folks folks to hear uh, other voices. And then it, it really does lead to a conversation of sorts right here online. So on those days when I don't have a guest on the show, um, it, it's fun to play voice feedback and to have these kind of, <clears throat> well, I guess delayed conversations, you could call them. So I did fix that. I had an issue, a technical issue yesterday with the feedback that Angela left me and uh, I, I was able to fix that. And I have that to, to play for you today. But again, I want to remind you, you are listening to the Catholic Foodie Show on You Supported Real Life Radio. Uh, you know, we do say that. We say that uh, Real Life Radio is 
you supported. And hopefully, just just hopefully, that might intrigue you a bit, uh, may pique your curiosity. And if it does, you can find out why we say it and how it benefits you, uh, because it does. It does benefit you uh, by going to realliferadio.com and clicking on the Care to Share link. Uh, very quick and easy. And <clears throat> you will find out how that uh, benefits you. You know, I, I mentioned here uh, talking about uh, voice feedback and, and how you go about doing that. It's it's really quite simple. You know, you can, uh, I invite you to be part of the conversation here on the Catholic Foodie Show. You can call me at 985-635-4974, 985-635-4974, any time of the day or night. So for you night owls out there, if that's you, uh, feel free to call at one, two in the morning. You can. And uh, just leave a message. Uh, that's not a number that I, I will actually answer. Um, it, it, it's simply a, a voice uh, feedback line. Uh, and I can record your message digitally. And that's the key, right? That's the key. Because by recording your message digitally, um, I'm able to play that back on the show, as I'm going to demonstrate here in just a, a moment or two. <clears throat> now, um, I do love getting voice feedback. So again, please do call 985-635-4974. And the cool thing, <clears throat> excuse me, this is, I guess, the uh, <clears throat> the uh, effect of allergies. You know, we I love spring and summer, wonderful months, wonderful time of the year. Yes, indeed. I love it. Uh, but... Yeah, we, we kind of pay a price for it too. So allergies uh, down here in South Louisiana, I think is required by state law. If you uh, don't have uh, rhinitis or, or some sort of uh, uh, sinus allergy in Louisiana, I think they actually uh, kick you out of the state. So uh, perhaps it's just another way of making money for the state to make money. I don't know, but I think it is uh, state law down here. Anyway, you supported Real Life Radio uh, because we are on Real Life Radio, and this is live, folks. That's why I can't edit out my little uh, cough there. Uh, because it's live, here's a good thing that we can do. You can actually call in now. You can call in now if you want to share your funky food combination uh, sometime on the show today. Just give me a call at 855 949 1380 855-949-1380. You know, when I was first thinking about uh, funky food and, and, and what, um, what kind of, uh, funky foods, uh, I guess we kind of have in our own, our own home. I mean, there are, th- there are things that, that we think are perfectly normal, but other, th- other people are like grossed out by. And here's the classic, I think absolutely, probably the number one, um, combination of foods that I have gotten feedback on over the years, and I'm talking since 2008, um, from people over, across the country. And they, and they look at me when I mention this, and they just, they get grossed out, and they can't understand it. They just, they just I, I don't know. There's something deep-seated here, <laughs> and it goes back, I think, to childhood. I don't know. I'm not a psychologist, but it's uh, mixing cheese with seafood, uh, we have many dishes here in South Louisiana that mix cheese and uh, seafood. And, and for us, it's like, that's not gross. That's, that's awesome. I mean, it goes so well together. There's, you know, the thing that comes to mind immediately would be, um, 
uh, some of the oyster dishes that we have. We have oyster Bienville, oyster Rockefeller. You may have cheese on top of these oysters. We do we do a version of this. Uh, actually, it's a version of oysters Mosca, uh, which there's a restaurant uh, Mosca's that uh, which weirdly enough Mosca means fly, like the little insect fly in, in Spanish. But there's a restaurant in uh, outside of New Orleans that, uh, called Moscas uh, that's been, had been around for years. I'm not, I'm not sure. I don't think it's open anymore, but they had these famous char grilled oysters that they would make. And, and uh, the sauce had butter in it. It had hot sauce that had, I don't know what else in there. I'd have to look it up. But in addition to all that, it had Parmesan cheese. So you had Parmesan cheese sprinkled on top. And we have a, an adaptation of, of, of that, that recipe that we use um, regularly whenever we get oysters, typically in the colder months. I mean, even though uh, in, in May and June, you may have some, it, may, it really is fantastic uh, time to get oysters in May and June. It does fly in the face of uh, the tradition that we have down here in, in South Louisiana that the, the R months are the only months that you can eat oysters, right? Months that have an R in them, like October, November, September, uh, all those, uh, because those are colder months. And traditionally, um, you know, when we didn't have refrigeration like we have today, they harvest the oysters and then they transport them to, uh, you know, a, a seafood market locally or a, or a bar that has a, an oyster bar in it. Um, there was a, a concern because you have to keep oysters, freshly harvested oysters have to be kept on ice. They've got to be kept cold. Uh, otherwise, bacteria forms and people could get really sick. Um, so traditionally, our months were the only time that you could have uh, oysters. But that had to do with technology. It had to do with refrigeration and transportation. Today, we don't have those kind of worries. You know, we, we can refrigerate. We have refrigerated trucks. We've got refrigerated everything. And so when they harvest those oysters, they pull them up out of the water. They stick them on ice right away. They're refrigerated. And they can remain so until they come to 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 the end recipient, uh, the person sitting at an oyster bar uh, eating oysters or, or the person going to a, a seafood market and picking them up and bringing them home to shock and to eat. Uh, so refrigeration is the, is the key. And, um, we would do we do that, you know. We tend to do that. Uh, we we splurge around Christmas time, big huge feast day, of course, and not just a feast day, but Christmas is uh, an octave. We have an octave that we celebrate. We do have a Christmas season, which is distinct from the Advent season, and during that Christmas season, we celebrate every single day as if it was Christmas day, or at least within the octave, you know, every single day as if it was Christmas day. And 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 Jesus, you know, God became a man, and Jesus changed everything completely changed everything in the entire, in, in creation. Um, and so spirituality is no longer a pie in the sky thing. It's not trying to become disembodied. Rather, God himself became man, right? He took on flesh. He became a body. And so we we have this this uh, this understanding now of, of spirituality, of faith, that is not disembodied, but, but very much a bodily um, um, experience. And as Catholics, we can see that, right? What do we do at Mass? We stand we kneel, we sit, we speak, you know, in response to things. Um, it, it's all very physical and our worship is very physical. And that's, that's how God made us. That's how uh, creation was made. But then it was uh, definitely perfected as such uh, with, uh, with the incarnation. And so we celebrate every day during the Christmas octave as if it was Christmas day. We, we have a feast <laughs> every day and oysters definitely play a part. So when we do funky food for us, at least in the minds of some folks, 
we we have a, a, a cheese that we put with our seafood. Same thing with uh, a dish that my mother-in-law makes. It's called, if I'm not mistaken, she calls it seafood delight. It's it's basically like a seafood casserole, uh, but it it has cheese. So, so many dishes that we have down here in South Louisiana. If you go and you find, uh, let's see, crawfish Monica, all right, crawfish Monica, which is a a cream-based sauce um, with crawfish over pasta. And uh, if you were to get that in a restaurant or you go to the Jazz Fest and you get that, uh, what are they going to serve it with? They're going to top it with uh, Parmesan, grated Parmesan cheese, grated Parmesan cheese. So seafood and cheese may be strange to you, not strange to us, but we have lots of strange things that people talked with us, talked with me about um, last night. Talking funky food again, you can call in today, right now on the show, you can call me and let me know what uh, what kind of funky food food combinations you enjoy. Uh, the number here at the studio is 855-949-1380, 855-949-1380. You are listening to The Catholic Foodie Show on You Supported Real Life Radio. we got to take a break. We'll be back in just a minute. Things that uh, on the surface may not look like they go together, but for whatever reason, probably because your mama made it for you when you were a kid, you think it is awesome and you continue to eat it even as an adult. And uh, we have uh, the first uh, one I want to I share with you today that, that folks have, have shared with me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram um, is from uh, my friend Patrick Moore. Patrick uh, called in last evening, left this uh, voice feedback, uh, sharing one of his dishes, uh, one of his funky food combinations. Let's listen in. Hello, Catholic foodie. This is Patrick. You asked for voicemail feedback about funky food combinations. When I was a kid, my mother used to serve us a... uh, I don't know what to call it, a sandwich called a peanut piggy. <laughs> it was a strip of bacon spread with peanut butter and served in a hot dog box. <laughs> we thought peanut piggies were fabulous. And if she made me one today, I would still eat it. Thanks very much. We love the Catholic foodie. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Thank you so much, Patrick, for uh, for calling in, for leaving voice feedback. See, that's a perfect example. Call uh, day or night. You can call and leave voice feedback any time of the day or night, 985-635-4974, 985-635-4974. That number, by the way, is also over at catholicfoodie.com. You'll find it in the uh, in the sidebar there on the right. In case you can't remember it, you're, maybe you're driving, you can't write it down right now. It is over at catholicfoodie.com. And I love getting voice feedback, so please do give me a call. Uh, thank you, Patrick. Uh, wow, peanut piggies. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I, I don't know that uh, peanut butter. Well, see, first of all, bacon. It, it's hard to find something that bacon doesn't go well with, right? I mean, and, and we I see this in some of the comments that I received uh, since yesterday. People referring to bacon and bacon and bacon. Bacon pretty much makes everything better, you know. And I think it was just a couple of weeks ago. I think I mentioned that I uh, someone had brought us a meal. 
And uh, for dessert, they gave us these you made brownies for us. And and what did I do? I happened to have some extra bacon, which doesn't happen often, right? There is no such thing as extra bacon because it's always, always eaten. And uh, but but I did have some bacon on hand, so uh, I. I, I you know, crumbled it up and, and topped the, um, the brownies and the vanilla ice cream, uh, with, uh, with bacon, fresh bacon. And that was, that was so good. So I don't know, bacon and peanut butter. I've never tried it. I've never tried it. I've eaten all three separately, bacon, peanut butter, and a hot dog bun, but I have never had them all together. Maybe, uh, Patrick, you, you, you know, you live in the same town I do. So perhaps we can get together and have a uh, peanut piggies one day. Let's see. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, I tell you, uh, I'm going to give you some other examples of, of things that uh, people have commented on and that, that they shared with me. Um, I think I've had up to this point in time, um, 23 comments left over at on Instagram on the post over there. And it's uh, 20 something over at on Facebook. So I may not be able to get through all of these, but I think that it would be very enjoyable to uh, to go through a number of them. Uh, God's Little Princess. This is the uh, the handle, the the um, uh, Instagram handle for Amelia. God's Little Princess says, uh, honestly, this may sound weird, but I like to make a ham and cheese omelet with garlic powder and put a little bit of maple syrup on it. The flavor contrast is magical, she says. <laughs> wow. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I tell you, I will say this, you know, the, th- the thing that really strikes me there is the, uh, the garlic powder. Uh, you, you know, when we... W- uh, and funny that that should come up. You know, we had a little uh, conversa- conversation yesterday on uh, Facebook uh, with with uh, with uh, Leo uh, about food. He, he broke the garlic press, I think, is what he did. Let's see if I can pull that one up. I have to try to do this. Uh, I'm a male, so I can do one thing at a time, right? It's very hard for me to do two things at a time. Um, but, and I, maybe I'll have to come back to that, but what, what she's talking about here, Amelia brings up garlic powder. I, I'm not a fan of garlic powder. I find it to be too abrasive. You know, I love cooking with garlic. I cook with garlic all the time. And that was part of the conversation that we had yesterday, uh, on Facebook. And, and it was, um, I, I cook with, with real garlic. I love to cook with real, real garlic, even though it is very, very difficult to use, uh, to get fresh garlic. Because a lot of times in the stores, what you find has been sitting in a truck somewhere or has been sitting in a shelf somewhere in storage and it's not fresh. And and it's really lamentable. It's very difficult to find fresh garlic. Typically, I have to find it at, at farmer's markets because someone is growing it locally. Uh, and there's nothing, there's just no comparison between fresh garlic and and old old garlic, but and I, I t- to be honest, I think a lot of us, a lot of us wouldn't even know the difference. Uh, we, we, we go to the grocery store, we pick the garlic and we think that it's fresh. It's not. And we may have been cooking with that for years and our mothers may have been cooking with that. And so we think it's fresh garlic. And so when we finally do get fresh garlic, we kind of freaked out. We don't know what to do with it because the taste can be so, so much more potent when it's, uh, when it's fresh and not dried out. Uh, but so I love to cook with fresh garlic. If I have to cook with some sort of garlic derivative, um, you know, garlic powder versus garlic, granulated garlic, I always go with the granulated garlic. I just find that it's more palatable. And for some reason, the garlic powder just seems to me to be 
abrasive. I, I don't know if there's another word that I can think of uh, to, that, to to describe that. So if you understand what I'm trying to say and you concur, let me know. You can always, again, give me a call, 985-635-4974 or call live now right here on the show, 855-949-1380. I'd love to get your feedback on this. So garlic powder with omelets, ham and cheese omelets, garlic, garlic powder with maple syrup. I do love the whole idea of the salty sweet. Salty sweet is a fantastic flavor combination. Uh, that's why I could put bacon on brownies. That's why I could put bacon on ice cream. Uh, really, really good stuff. Salted caramel is a popular flavor. If you like uh, ice cream, maybe you go to the store and you go, you can get the Talenti brand, uh, which is just incredible. I love Talenti. It's really, really good. Uh, Talenti does have a salted caramel uh, version. Version. Uh, they've got a flavor called uh, salted caramel. Uh, great place, great ice cream place down in the French Quarter. That's one of the most popular. It's a popsicle place, and it's all handmade uh, 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 popsicles with fresh ingredients. Uh, one of the most popular flavors there is salted caramel. So that salty sweet, I love it. I, I definitely like that. On Instagram, some other uh, some other uh, things here. We have um, Nerd Rider, and these are all handles, right? These are handles uh, that people use on Instagram and Twitter. Nerd Rider says, uh, bananas with sour cream. Sounds weird, but it's so good. I've never had it. Uh, I can kind of see, I think, where that would be good. Uh, maybe have to try that one day. Uh, Gary Donaldson says, cinnamon raisin bagels with Swiss cheese and mayo. Now I'm drooling, she says. <laughs> I typically get that. People say, oh, I listen to your show or I see your Instagram feed or your Twitter or Facebook and I start drooling, you know, and, and I have to wipe drool off my keyboard or, or whatever. Um, very funny. I, I'm not, I'm not, I, I guess I can see how this would be good. Swiss cheese. I like Swiss cheese. It's, it's, it's good. Uh, mayo, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. Cinnamon raisin bagels with Swiss cheese and mayo. Uh, the jury's probably, at least my jury's out on that one for now. We'll maybe have to try that too, Carrie, and, and let you know how it goes. Uh, CMCD, say how is this? CMCD211 is the handle here. Says that she likes uh, one of her favorite breakfasts. She said, one of my favorite breakfasts is scrambled eggs and natural peanut butter on uh, sourdough Ezekiel bread, you know, Ezekiel bread, uh, which is made, I think by food for life, I think is the company food for life baking makes this, uh, Ezekiel bread. I love the bread. It's a, it's a company that try, they have diff, different uh, varieties, different flavors or types of breads. And uh, what they try to do is, is use only biblical ingredients, you know, what you find in, 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 uh, in, in the book of the prophet Ezekiel, as an example, where he was given ingredients for a particular bread to make. And uh, and it's good. I enjoy it. I like it. There's no uh, preservatives. There's none of that uh, garbage in it. And for that reason, when you go to the store to buy that particular brand of bread, you have to go to the freezer section. It's not going to be in the fresh bread section. I mean, the freezer section, because they have to keep it uh, frozen, no preservatives and, and all that good stuff. Uh, Booze for Life says kimchi Kimchi, grilled cheese is life-changing. I believe it. I believe it. Kimchi is, if I'm not mistaken, it's a Vietnamese. Uh, I believe it's Vietnamese um, cuisine. It is a, a fermented food. So it's sort of like uh, Vietnamese sauerkraut, if you think of it that way. You know, sauerkraut traditionally made uh, is simply just cabbage and salt. And uh, over a period of time, in a pure environment, in a clean environment, uh, fermentation takes place. 
place with the breakdown of the uh, of the of the cabbage, and and what it'll start to do is well, it, it creates almost like a, a vinegary type, uh, a very tart uh, a flavor or taste, and which I love. I absolutely love it. I love a good sauerkraut. I've tried to make it a couple of times and and failed epically, uh, failed epically mainly because some way, shape, or form, some sort of bacteria got into the container and uh, it just it just generates mold, you know, and that's very unfortunate. Uh, but I love that. And kimchi is along the same lines. I've never made kimchi. I've had it. I know that there are different types of kimchi. Uh, so I can see this. I can see this uh, being very good, putting kimchi on grilled cheese. I wonder what kind of cheese uh, I would want to use for that. That's, that's good. Uh, booze for Life, if you are listening, I'd love to know what kind of cheese do you use uh, when you make a kimchi grilled cheese. That sounds delicious. Now, hashtag Catholic. Uh, <laughs> hashtag Catholic left a number of uh, funky food suggestions. I, it led me to believe actually that uh, hashtag Catholic has a lot of time on their hands <laughs> to come up with some of these uh, combinations. Uh, I'll leave you one. We are coming up on a break, but I'll give you one right here. Uh, hashtag Catholic says, I love sliced pineapple, cheddar cheese, and Spanish olives on a toasted onion roll. Wow. That's, uh, that's, uh, unique, unique there. A uh, slice pineapple, cheddar cheese, and, and spinach, uh, Spanish olives on an onion roll. Very, very unique. And I've got more from, uh, hashtag Catholic to share with you along with a, a bunch of other folks who chimed in on their funky foods. Uh, you're listening to the Catholic, Fo- Catholic foodie show here on you supported real life radio. We need to take a break, but we'll be back in just a minute. today. You know, I've got lots of folks who have written in uh, telling me what their, their favorite funky food combinations are. Uh, these are things that probably uh, may, it might gross you out. I know some of them really gross me out. <laughs> but these are things that I think a lot of times, you know, they, they originate in childhood and it may be something weird that your mother put together and it may be something that you put together. Who knows? Uh, or you found out about this at a friend's house and then decided to bring it home and made it your own. I don't, I don't know. But uh, some funky food combinations. I left you with um, one of the ones that hashtag Catholic uh, left uh, for me over at uh, on Instagram. And you can follow me on Instagram, by the way. Uh, Catholic Foodie is the handle, which is the handle across uh, the, the social network platforms. So uh, Instagram.com slash Catholic Foodie, Twitter.com slash Catholic Foodie, Facebook.com slash Catholic Foodie. It's all the same. You can find me in all those places. And uh, uh, before the break, I said that hashtag Catholic said, uh, I love sp- uh, sliced pineapple, cheddar cheese, and Spanish olives on a toasted onion roll. Well, that to me just uh, looks well, uh, not not very appetizing. I can say that, but but it's more appetizing than the 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 next one that you shared. Hashtag Catholic. Uh, the next one is called a tofu McMuffin. And I have to tell you, uh, tofu is not my favorite kind of chicken. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's just not my favorite thing. Not my favorite thing at all. Tofu McMuffins where uh, you have tofu, American cheese, and vegetarian bacon on an English muffin. 
Is, is that an oxymoron? Is that what they call that? Oxymoron? Uh, vegetarian bacon? <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't know about that. I, I am not too keen on turkey bacon either. I, I think it's, uh, oh man, it borders on uh, uh, sacrilege there. Uh, bacon, I like my bacon to be bacon, bacon, you know, bacon, bacon. Uh, but this is interesting. Tofu McMuffin, tofu American cheese, vegetarian bacon on English muffin. I, I'll have to pass on that. If you, if you think it's uh, good, then, then you may want to try it and let me know what you think uh, and let hashtag Catholic know, but uh, it's not from me. Uh, the, uh, let's see. Red, red takes a hike is the handle here. Some of these handles are hard to read. You know, red takes a hike says cinnamon and cottage cheese, peanut butter and bacon. You know, we've had more than, I've had more than one who said uh, peanut butter and bacon. Of course, we had the peanut piggies that uh, that Patrick called in about. That's very, uh, well, I don't know. Well, I, I would venture to try it. It's got peanut butter and bacon on it. I'd be, I'd, I, would, I would venture to try that one. Cinnamon and cottage cheese, it doesn't seem to be too far of a stretch for me. I, I can see that working, especially if you add a little honey in the mix there. That'd be pretty good. Hashtag Catholic gave us another one. And this one, I, I looked at my wife and I said, um, wow. I mean, this, I, I don't even, I'm speechless, absolutely speechless. This is called Cali Mozo, I believe is how you pronounce that. Cali Mozo or Cali Mozo, uh, Cali Mozo, maybe, uh, equal parts of red wine and Coca-Cola. <laughs> oh man. Oh, I can just see. Oh, just, that's just, uh, uh-uh. it's like, um, a real bad cough syrup, you know, that, makes you sick. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I just can't see. Can't see it. I don't know. Hashtag Catholic. Good luck with that. I don't know. Uh, and he gave us another one. Hashtag Catholic peanut butter on white bread. Uh, nothing fancy, but it must be fresh. Sprinkled with Bacos, uh imitation bacon bits. So, you know, I, you know it's just, I don't know. I don't know about all these. Uh, hashtag Catholic, as I said earlier, must have a little too much time on their hands. A little too much time. Nino uh, Resendez says, I make pork chops uh, with animal crackers. Well, that's different and interesting. I wonder if you were to take the animal crackers and crush them and use that as a... Um, uh, kind of like breadcrumbs, you know, to, to coat, maybe season it, season it. Cause I mean, the, the animal crackers are sweet, but they're not overly sweet. Right. So if you take the animal crackers, crush them, add a little salt, pepper, I would probably throw in a little cayenne, you know, not too much, but a little bit of cayenne, give a little kick, uh, mix that up really well. And then use that to bread the, uh, pork chops and then pan fry those. I bet that would be really good. Uh, you're going to add, add a little layer of, of sweetness there to it, um, but you're balancing it out with some salt and, and some cayenne. I, I think that sounds pretty good. I might have to try that. Uh, Nola Maven, a friend of mine, Susan, uh, Susan, who goes by Nola Maven on uh, Instagram, says, I used to love cottage cheese and ketchup. Wow. That's something. And she says that allegedly Richard Nixon liked it too. And well, we don't have to say what happened with Richard Nixon, right? It may, it may be because of this. It may be because, you know, the whole Watergate thing may, may have been because he had a penchant for cottage cheese and ketchup. One never knows. Something that I will probably stay away from though. Uh, thank you for sending that in. Uh, Nola Maven, Susan, thank you so much. Um, Scott Law in, uh, I think he's in out of Baton Rouge. Scott Law 9 says, slice cantaloupe that is salted. See, I like that. 
And we're going to see one a little bit later. I think it was on Facebook, Diana Von Glan, my friend, <clears throat> Diana Von Glan, who is uh, the faithful traveler. She also uh, noted she's originally from or her, her family, at least is from Mexico. I think she grew up in San Diego. Uh, but in Mexico, they do that a lot. They have fruit and they, they mix together uh, fruit with chili and salt and uh, love it. I, I love it. I think it's fantastic. Uh, mangoes, you put mango with uh, some chili paste and salt. And salt on that. Ooh, that's good. So this is, I can see this. I can see this. Uh, cantaloupe uh, with, with salt. I like that. That sounds pretty good. Inspired Angela, who was our friend Angela Cialana, says, very, very popular combination here is barbacoa and a soda called Big Red. So that's uh, that's interesting. Catholic Drinky, who we've had on the show, Sarah Vabulous, uh, with her new book that is out, uh, The Catholic Drinky's Guide to Homebrewed Evangelism. That's available on Amazon. It's available at Ligori.org. It's available at uh, our friend Ian Rutherford's Aquinas and More. Uh, you go, you can find them at AquinasandMore.com. They still have right now going on free shipping for listeners of The Catholic Foodie. If you call, I mean, if you place an order there and use the the promo code foodie radio one word foodie radio you get free standard shipping so if you don't yet have a copy of the catholic drinkies guide to homebrewed evangelism you can get it right there at aquinasandmore.com and get free shipping pretty cool while you at it buy my book too <laughs> if you don't have it already around the table with the catholic foodie middle eastern cuisine and then marla uh, pajaron uh, i believe is her name. maria i'm sorry maria pajaron says bacon wrapped dates. Now that I would absolutely love. You're going right there to something. First of all, I love dates. I love whole dates. If they're pitted, whether they're pitted or not, I don't care. I can pit them myself in my mouth if I need to. Uh, dates are awesome. I love dates. And bacon wrapped dates, ooh, boy, that sounds good. And um, I can I could really get into that. That would be wonderful. Uh, let's see. That That's that's it for the comments on Instagram. I'm going to go over here to Facebook and see what folks had to say. Uh Jennifer Shakesnyder said, um, I like salsa with my scrambled eggs. And I have to say, well, Jennifer, I do too. Uh, that's classic, classic. I, I spent two years in Mexico. And so we had salsa with scrambled eggs uh, quite frequently, quite frequently. Uh, let's see. Susan Powell says chicken and gravy over hot, toasty waffles. Uh, be sure to use turmeric in the gravy. That is very interesting. You know, chicken and waffles, something that you hear about. People are kind of crazy about chicken and waffles, you know. Well, this is interesting. It's chicken and gravy, but get, get, get this. Turmeric in the gravy reminds me of an Indian dish. You're, you're kind of starting to go toward that flavor of, of, of curry. It's not a curry, but turmeric has that sort of exotic flavor to it. So it's almost like you're, you're doing an, uh, an Indian flavored kind of a dish over waffles, which can be somewhat sweet, right? So I like that. that I think that would work well. I, I, I'm, I don't turn my nose up at that at all. Uh, Sanam Apollo, Apalu, Sanam Apalu says, uh, I always get anchovies and jalapenos on my pepperoni pizza. I can tell you, I, I'm not a fan of anchovies. I am not 
a fan at all. I remember the first time I had one was quite by accident. It was at a, a restaurant when I was in high school, uh, the, the, the pizza pizza place and Mr. Gaddy's, Mr. Gaddy's in Baton Rouge. And it was after a, a, a school football game or something. We were over there and they had at night back then at that time, they had like a buffet. And so uh, uh, I was waiting on pepperoni. I, I was a big into pepperoni back then, just plain pepperoni pizza. And they didn't have any more left. I was waiting on one to come out. So I grabbed a slice of this other pepperoni pizza with other stuff on it. <clears throat> I don't know what it was. It, I just thought it was like um, onions or, or mushrooms and I was trying to pick it off. Well, apparently it had anchovies on it. And uh, wow, that did not make it down my throat. It, it went into a napkin. I couldn't, couldn't stomach it. And uh, my, my, my son, my wife, my son, uh, my daughters love anchovies. They, they can have them, you know, anytime if they're around, you know, and I'm there, they can have my share. I, I'm, I'm not into them at all. Uh, my friend, Jan Landtrip, uh, who owns the English Tea Room uh, in Covington, a great place, love that place. Uh, my wife and I don't get to go there enough. It's such a quaint little place in, in Covington. You can get fresh teas there. They have a ton of different uh, teas that you can get and take home in, in bags, you know, if you want to make tea at home. Uh, but in addition to that, they serve food there. Um, uh, shepherd's pie. I absolutely love the shepherd's pie. I've written about this restaurant a couple of times uh, over the last few years over at catholicfoodie.com. So you can read my review or write up or whatever you want to call it about um about this place, uh, the English Tea Room in Covington, Louisiana, uh, over at catholicfoodie.com. I absolutely love it. <clears throat> and this is what uh, Jan has to say. She says, ketchup on white beans and rice. That was my little sister's favorite, but too funky for me. I prefer butter beans and rice with ketchup. <laughs> now that's good eating. Wow, Jan, that is, uh, wow, that's something. Uh, I don't know about that. <clears throat> Maybe something we'll have to talk about after the break. You are listening to the Catholic Foodie Show here on You Supported Real Life Radio. We need to take a break. We're going to be back in just a minute. Catholic Foodie Show here on You Supported Real Life Radio. I'm your host, Jeff Young, and we're talking today about funky foods. That's right, funky food combinations, things that, you know, you may have uh, gotten a taste for when you were a child. Perhaps it's something that your mother made for you, and, and it just was something that was, you know, I don't know, normal. You know, you thought it was normal. Only later in life did you discover that other children didn't eat this way. <laughs> they didn't like eating, I don't know, like Patrick talked about earlier, anchovy paste on grapefruit. You thought it was normal. Now all of a sudden you have a complex, right? That's what we're talking about today, funky foods. And I have gone from one to another, just giving you a litany of all the responses I've gotten on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. And uh, right before the break, I share with you what Jan Landtrip, my friend Jan Landtrip shared. And uh, she is the proprietor along with her husband, uh, Tim of the English Tea Room in uh, in Covington, Louisiana, and she said, "I'm afraid that I didn't read it well enough before the break." So I'm gonna share it with you again. She said, "Ketchup on white beans and rice, uh, my little sister's favorite, but too funky for me. Uh, I prefer butter beans and rice 
with ketchup. <laughs> now that's good eating, she says. Very funny. Very, very funny. I don't know. I'm not, I don't know. I, I like putting hot sauce on all my beans. I'm not so sure about putting ketchup though. Uh, Holly Dinman says, uh, coconut and mustard sandwiches. And then she says, I know, I know. Yeah, that's pretty funky. That's pretty funky. I have to say, coconut and mustard sandwiches. Uh, Debbie Mays says, peanut butter and maple syrup on pancakes. Hmm. Uh, That's not too funky. That's not too funky. I think that's pretty good. Not too bad. Paige uh, Diener says, um, peanut butter and bacon. And again, we're going back to the peanut piggies. This may not be as strange as as, uh, perhaps some folks uh, have, have thought of. And you know what? I just realized Patrick actually submitted uh, something on Facebook as well as called in. He called in the peanut piggies, but on Facebook, he did say his dad showed him when they were little, he did the anchovy paste on grapefruit. That's very interesting. Okay. I just made that connection. I got two things from Patrick. Thank you, Patrick. I appreciate that. Amy Beth Hale says, uh, I've never worked up the courage to try it, but my dad loves peanut butter and mayo sandwiches. You know, there were others who said the same thing peanut butter and mayo sandwiches. I, I'm not uh, too, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I probably wouldn't want to try that. Alicia Faber says uh, Nutella on a soft tortilla. I like that. Nutella on pretty much anything. Nutella goes well. Uh, Nutella on uh, uh, soft tortilla, cinnamon, graham crackers with peanut butter and banana. See, that's, to me, that's normal. That's not uh, a weird thing. That's not a funky food. That That's good. I like that. Uh, Marla uh, Poirier says peanut butter and cucumber or dill pickle on brown bread. My kids love it. She says, wow, I don't know. That's, uh, <laughs> that's, uh, you know, I, I must have to say no to the peanut butter and, and mayo. And I think I'm going to have to say no to the peanut butter and, and cucumber. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Or dill pickle. I'm, I, I don't know if I could do that. That's not, not necessarily, uh, mm, that appeal to me. Elizabeth Miller says peanut butter on pretzels. Again, I think that's normal. That's not, uh, too, uh, bizarre or, or funky for my book. Uh, my friend Christy Burns, uh, she, she she wrote in a couple of different things. Christy Burns says, uh, as a child, we used to spread peanut butter on toast, then sprinkle Parmesan cheese on top. Now that's a little weird. Yeah, yeah, I think so. That is a little a little weird. But again, I can see it. I can see it because the you know Parmesan cheese is kind of salty, and so you've got the little little bit of uh, uh, sweetness maybe with the peanut butter, and then and then the saltiness of the Parmesan cheese. I, I can see that. I can see that. I don't know. Uh, Kim, uh, my friend Kim Wright, she wrote in, she said, salad with a simple vinaigrette on my red beans and rice. <laughs> now see, red beans and rice, I love red beans and rice, classic, but I typically add vinegar in some way, shape or form to it. And usually to the bowl I'm, I'm eating out of, and that's going to be um, either with the pickled pork that I use to cook the beans. That's, that's a, a vin- has vinegar in it. It's kind of a vinegary taste, uh, a briny taste, right? And I also love to put hot sauce, either crystal hot sauce or Louisiana hot sauce, because both of those uh, have have a real strong vinegar flavor. So it's not too odd for me to think of having a salad with a simple vinaigrette 
on my red beans and rice. I would have to say in my book, on my menu, that is not too weird. I kind of like that. That That's probably something that uh, next time I make red beans and rice, Kim, we're going to probably have to try that and I'll, I'll let you know how it is. I like that. That's good. Now, this one's a little weird here. Mary Hennessy. Mary Hennessy says um, bacon and Cairo syrup sandwich on toast. I think that's pretty pretty strange. I, I, I like the bacon part. You know, Cairo syrup, I know, you know, you, you a lot of baking dessert type recipes may call for Cairo syrup. I rarely ever use it. I don't think I've ever tasted it by itself. So I, I, I'm hesitant. I, I, don't, I don't know. We have to uh, maybe put that out to the jury. You know, you let me know what you think. Have you had that before? Have you tried bacon and Cairo syrup? Let me know. You can always give me a call 985-635-4974 and leave me voice feedback. Uh, let me know if you have tried that. I'd like to know. Uh, Christy Burns, my friend Christy Burns sent another one. She says, um, a favorite of mine and now one of my husband and children and a few converted college roommates is red beans with spaghetti. See, red beans and rice is cool. I know that. But this is red beans and spaghetti that Christy's talking about. She says, especially Blue Runner, which is a brand, Blue Runner brand red beans. I grew up with this dish from my dad's Italian heritage, you know, like pasta e fagioli, uh, Put spaghetti in your bowl, add beans and a little pasta water, top with a splash of vinegar, olive oil, and Parmesan cheese is delicious. See, I can see, I can see that. I know that the, the red beans has that real Cajun Creole flavor. If you're going to use them in the can, like the Blue Runner brand or something, a lot of them, you, you get them like that, the red beans and rice type, it's going to be kind of Cajun-y or Creole-y, you know, but you're, you're kind of changing that a little bit with the pasta. You're adding some uh, vinegar. I get that. I get that. That, that, that may actually work. And along with Kim's uh, suggestion, I, I might just try this, Christy. I will keep you posted and let you know. Our very own Allison Jingris uh, with the Seeking Heart with Allison Jingris right here on Real Life Radio. She left a little comment here. She said, apples, French dressing, and bologna sandwich. I mean, not that sandwich, salad. Let me read that again. Apples, French dressing, and bologna sa- uh, salad. Yikes. <laughs> That's uh, um, Allison in Enjoy, okay. Enjoy. I'm. <laughs> I will not. Uh, I will not be partaking of that. That's a little too far off the radar for me. Uh, Vicky uh, Mantikos uh, McKellif, uh says, who is a friend of mine uh, that I met through the the Greek Fest. Uh, she's actually has a website, a blog. It's called. She's called the Grecian New Orleanian. Vicky, the Grecian New Orleanian, says pasta with butter, ketchup, pepper. Uh, and Parmesan served with a tiny spoon or a fork so that you can enjoy mini bites. Well, that's cool. That's cool. Okay, pasta with butter. I got that. Pasta with butter. Because I, I, I can do that too. I, I can do like a pasta or even rice with butter and salt. It's wonderful. A very simple dish. Easy to make. It's, it's really tasty. I like that. Or even using some sort of a Cajun or Creole seasoning with that butter. And, and, and you know, that, that would be good. But 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 the ketchup is kind of getting me here. You know, the ketchup is kind of throwing me off because it's, it's real sweet. It's not as tangy as you want it to be, but it's real sweet. So pasta with butter, ketchup, pepper, Parmesan served with a tiny spoon or a fork. Hmm. I have to check that out. I have to check that out. I don't know. I don't know. My kids may like it. I'll have to run it by them. Vicki, thank you for writing in. Thank you for uh, making that suggestion. I appreciate it. And you can check out her, her, uh, her blog. Just Google the Grecian 
New Orleanian, and you will be there. Uh, let's see. Aaron Cup says, uh, blue cheese crumbles on coleslaw. I can see that. I can see that coleslaw is cold, you know, and it's it's got kind of a, a creamy taste to it. And you're adding that that um, that blue cheese, which has just such a delightful little bite to it, right? It really does. I love blue cheese. Uh, I can see that. That's not too far fetched for me. I like that. That's not bad. Uh, Amy Alexander says my fave is pancakes with maple or cane syrup and sour cream, courtesy of my mom. Uh, Okay, okay, okay. I can see that. The sour cream could almost work like whipped cream, except it's a little sour, maybe a little maybe a little thicker. You know, I can see that. Okay, I can see that. Uh, pancakes with maple or cane syrup and sour cream. All right, Adrian, a friend of mine, Adrian Hilliard. Adrian says mayo on red beans and rice. Ooh, I don't know about that. Wow, mayo. I mean, some people like to eat their french fries with mayonnaise, so I can... Uh, I can kind of see that. I can. I guess I can kind of see that. Mayo on red beans and rice. And she also says popcorn in vanilla ice cream. Now that I've never had, but I can see it. Absolutely. It's kind of like putting, you know, that salty sweetness, right? Salty sweet. And matter of fact, the popcorn is going to have that little crunch to it. I can see that. I, I, I would I would uh, venture to say that I'd, I would even like to, to try that. That would be very good. Popcorn and vanilla ice cream. Allie Rodriguez, another friend of mine who's in our parish, uh, St. Peter's in Covington. Allie Rodriguez says, pepperoni pizza dipped in orange juice. Wow. <laughs> No way. Pepperoni pizza dipped in orange juice. Allie, you might take the cake today. You might, that might be like the far, the farthest, the, 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 the most unusual that I've heard today. Pepperoni pizza dipped in orange juice. Wow. Okay. Um, I don't even know what to say to that. (laughs) Sounds good. If you enjoy that, have at it. That's awesome. Uh, let's see. Jennifer Schroeder says cottage cheese uh, and pineapple chunks. That is not too far-fetched. I can see that. I can see that. Uh, Melissa Schmittau says uh, Tabasco on Mexican-style pork rinds or chicharrones. Uh, I can see that, too. That's awesome. I like to put uh, uh, Tabasco on uh, popcorn. You know, I, that, that's good. I like that. Uh, and then finally, Alexandra Milliga- uh, McGilligan says... Uh, Well, she just says she loves all the comments. Isn't that wonderful? Well, you have been listening to The Catholic Foodie Show here on You Supported Real Life Radio. I am your host, Jeff Young, The Catholic Foodie. This has been a lot of fun. We'll have to do it again soon. Join me again tomorrow on The Catholic Foodie Show. Until then, bon appetit.